as henna artists, we're so used to adding essential oils that many of us, whether knowingly or unknowingly, approach essential oils like we approach sugar or what tea to use in our paste or whatever. And look, using essential oils inside of our henna paste is certainly one of the ways that you can produce rich stains for your clients, but you can't overlook what these products are, right? An essential oil is a concentrated hydrophobic liquid that contains volatile chemical compounds from plants period. Like that is what it is. And so if you're using essential oils inside of your paste and using that paste on clients, you need to be super aware of essential oil safety. Um, and so, yeah, let's let's dive in. We need to chat about this today for sure. Welcome to the Hennapreneur Podcast, the exclusive podcast of its kind, dedicated to giving you an honest look at the realities of making a living as a henna professional. I'm your host, Chelsea Stevenson, a tea-loving, shoe-collecting mother of three in constant search for the most poppin' pair of earrings and the perfect shade of red lipstick. I'm also a professional henna artist and business strategist who went from barely being able to piece together a fluid design to being the owner of the most celebrated henna boutique in my city. I'm on a mission to help henna professionals to harness their skills and grow vibrant, profitable businesses that they absolutely love. If you want to make more money with your art, you are definitely in the right place. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, Hennapreneurs. So today I want to talk to you guys a little bit about essential oil safety. And the reason why I bring this up to you is that oftentimes there, um, you know, there are conversations that are had, um, you know, inside of inside of the Hennapreneur community or inside of private messages with me. Um, you know, I'll receive DMs, I'll receive questions, I'll receive, you know, uh, emails even perhaps from from new artists or even seasoned artists as well who are using essential oils or who have questions about using essential oils or have, you know, issues with perhaps a client and they're wondering how to troubleshoot their pace. Oftentimes this is what happens. I'll receive a message from someone who has had an issue with a client who's had a reaction and so they want to then troubleshoot that that problem. They come to me for advice. And then at that point in time, we start to break down what's going into their henna paste and we get to essential oils. And I'm finding that they're using those essential oils in a way that's unsafe. Um, and so I want to talk to you guys about this. I want to kind of open this conversation up here on the podcast as well, because I think that it's super important for you as, you know, as a hennapreneur to be aware of what you're dealing with when you're working with essential oils. So First of all, I, I really wanted to preface this conversation just by saying we need to be on the same page and we need to understand that the use of essential oils can be likened to the use of medicine, right? So while these are natural products, they are not in their natural state, okay? This is, uh, you know, an essential oil is a concentrated hydrophobic liquid that contains volatile chemical compounds from plants. Like, sure, it's from plants, doesn't change the fact that it's a volatile chemical compound, <laughs> Okay. And so uh, for for context, because I, I feel like oftentimes people don't even realize um, what exactly that can mean. For context, you need to be aware that, you know, it can take hundreds and sometimes thousands, right? Hundreds, if not thousands of pounds of plant matter to produce essential oils. It can take hundreds, thousands of pounds of plant matter to produce 
you know, a, a, a tiny vial of essential oil, depending on what, you know, what type of essential oil you're working with. Um, in fact, in the case of lavender, I've read that it can take around 250 pounds of lavender just to produce one pound of essential oil, uh, a lavender essential oil itself. And I mean, that's huge, right? There's no way that we could consume that much lavender, right? Lavender it's, is safe in and of itself, sure, but as an essential oil? Ah, ah, that's a little bit different, right? You could not safely consume that much uh, quantity, right, of uh, lavender and still be okay. There would be issues. <laughs> and so we forget that, um, you know, essential oils are being applied to the skin. The skin is an organ. It is an organ. And so we cannot just, um, you know, mix the paste and, and add in a bunch of essential oil and then act as though it doesn't matter. No, no, no. You have to be mindful of the quantities that you're using and you have to be mindful of what is what is and what is not safe. So just as we're thinking about um, how we approach essential oils and in the context of this conversation, I want to just like state this very clearly. We cannot afford to approach essential oils lackadaisically in our business. Like you cannot be nonchalant about how much essential oil you're using in your paste, period. This is a safety issue and it can result in serious, serious liability gaps for yourself and for your business. Okay, so obviously you need to know the industry standards. There is a very common understanding that you can use up to 30 milliliters, which that's about an ounce, one ounce of essential oil for every 100 grams of henna powder, okay, of raw henna powder. This quantity is accounting for maximum potency, right? Personally, personally, I don't use that much essential oil in my paste. I use about half. I use around 15 milliliters of essential oil to every 100 grams of henna powder. And that works for me. I do it that way so that I have a more gentle paste. And my stains have never suffered, okay? Because I use great quality in ingredients otherwise, I don't feel the need to take my paste to the quote unquote max, right? Like keeping my paste more gentle allows for reduced opportunity for adverse reactions. And hello, entrepreneurs, it also results in reduced cost for me as well. Think about the investment uh, in terms of quality ingredients, right? Because of course you're going to uh, want to mix your henna paste using the best the best ingredients possible. Uh, so when you're investing in those ingredients, what is the most expensive ingredient that you're purchasing for your henna paste? Ding ding ding! Essential oil, right? Okay, so you want to get a great quality essential oil, sure, absolutely. But also you don't need to max out your paste in order to in order to have an effective stain. You can use up to that max. But I, I happily sit right in the middle and my paste is, has worked just fine, right? And so um, for me, not only does that, again, it, it allows for me to have a more gentle paste, which means that I can serve my clients uh, more confidently uh, without having to worry about, you know, if someone has sensitive skin, what is this going to do and blah, blah, blah. No, I, I keep it uh, much more gentle um, from that perspective. But also there's a, there's a cost compo component here, right? Um, this reduced cost, mean something to me inside of my business as well. And so I, I just, I don't find it by chance. I don't find it to be by chance at all that the same supply brands marketing essential oil blends to henna artists would be the exact same ones who are suggesting that using the maximum amount of what is considered safe would also be like the requirement for good paste. Like, I'm just saying I've happily used half of the industry standard in my paste for years and I have zero regrets. 
I said what I said. <laughs> okay. So um, there's that. But beyond that, I want you to, if nothing else, if you take nothing else away from what I'm sharing with you here today, I want you to be inquisitive about your essential oils. Okay. Um, there are a number of essential oils that we all, um, well, perhaps we don't all know, but that are well known for their use in henna. So essential oils like lavender, uh, like tea tree, like eucalyptus, um, all of these are very well known for being used in paste. But did you know that there are many more also that can provide you with beautiful quality stains? Because there are like those um, top few that you hear. They're not the only ones that provide um, the the capacity or the ability for you to terp your paste. Um, and so if you're not aware of what those others are, like now would be a great time to perhaps invest the time in, in educating yourself around this, right? Like, did you know, for example, did you know that not all eucalyptus is equal in terms of quality or safety? Like if you are unaware of that, then definitely you shouldn't be using eucalyptus essential oil because there are certainly eucalyptus essential oils out there on the market that are not, are not safe for use on skin, like, did you know that there are some essential oils that also carry contraindications and can't be used on clients with certain physiological conditions? Like, if you didn't know that, if you weren't aware of that, then like, these are the things that you need to dig into before working with essential oils in your paste. And honestly, before you ever start charging money for your services. This is a safety issue. This now at that point becomes an ethics issue. If you're willing to take money for a service, but you're going to render that service with a product that you don't know enough about, that to me speaks to an integrity problem. And I will never encourage henna artists to work on clients, to work on anyone else's body without having mastered or at the very least without having a solid understanding around the chemistry of henna. You need to know these things because if you're going to be offering this service and placing this paste on someone else's skin, especially if you're getting paid for it, you need you need to you need to have a solid handle, right? Uh, this is this is uh, it is a liability it's a liability issue, and I think that uh, oftentimes people we kind of gloss over it because we live in a, a, a society and an environment where you can find essential oils just about anywhere. You can walk into any big box store, you can find them at any drugstore, you can find them if you're lucky, you can find them at the local convenience store at the gas station, right? And it's wild to me that this is the the way that. We here, at least in the U.S., approach essential oils because if you look at essential oils and the use of essential oils in other countries, there are countries that require that you complete a complete. Um, there are countries that require that you complete a program that you uh, acquire a, a certificate to be able to even work with essential oils because it is just like medicine. You're dealing with dosages, right? Like this is not something. Um, that is, uh, it's not, we should not be approaching it as nonchalantly as we do. And, um, so I could harp on that all day, but here's the thing. As you're learning what, um, which essential oils you want to use, as you're learning how to, you know, craft and perfect your paste, um, obviously you want to have the best ingredients. You want to have the best, um, quality ingredients for your clients, um, and for yourself as you're, as you're, you, you know, you want to feel proud and, and feel, um, really good about the, the pace that you're creating. So great suppliers will gladly provide you with their MSDS 
um, or if, if you're not familiar, MSDS is your material safety data sheets. Okay. So um, they will happily provide you with MSDS for their essential oils so that you can be aware of what's in them from a chemical perspective. And you can be more informed, uh, more informed about them as it relates to contraindications. Now, when I talk, when I say, you know, being aware of, uh, of what's in them from that chemical perspective, I'm talking chemical as in chemistry, right? Not like chemical as in toxic henicones, though sometimes the two of those do overlap, like <laughs> eucalyptus essential oil, I'm looking at you. Um, so this is something for you to have in mind. If you aren't already reviewing or in the habit of reviewing MSDS uh, forms, sheets for the products, for the essential oils that you're using inside of your Henna paste, like I want to encourage you to do that. If you don't have an MSDS for the essential oils that you are working with right now, like go back to your supplier and request those. But know what's in the products that you're using and essential oil being the most volatile um, uh, uh uh, ingredient that you're using inside of henna paste and because it is the the um the single ingredient inside of henna paste that's most likely to cause a reaction with clients that is the one ingredient that you definitely need to have a handle on right so if you're just getting started with henna whether you're a hobbyist or you're considering working on client skin for the first time for money um or you know you're just getting super you know you're just getting super familiar like you need to So if you're just getting started with henna, whether you're a hobbyist or just considering working on client skin for the first time for money, like then getting super familiar with information like this needs to be one of your priorities for sure. And if you're a seasoned artist who perhaps needs to brush up on these things, like I want to encourage you to do so too. We have got to keep our clients' well-being at the forefront of our minds. Right now, we are in a position where our industry is unregulated here in the U.S. and in most countries abroad. And so um, because of that, there's like a, there's a lot of leniency and there's a lot of loophole. But we need to do better. Right. Like we as entrepreneurs, we want to be leaders inside of our industry, leaders inside of our spaces and working with integrity and working with um, solid ethics and working, um, you know, responsibly is that's a non-negotiable. That is what we do. Okay. And so, um, keeping our clients well-being at the forefront of our minds as we're making decisions around the products that we're using, how we're using them, how much we're using of them and all of the above, like that has to be, that has to be point number one. Okay. Um, so I want to encourage you if you're not already super familiar with essential oils as they relate to, um, your specific paste, here's your homework. Like go do that. <laughs> go do that. Um, do some reading on essential oil. Uh, I um, would encourage you to check out, there's a lot of resources that you can find uh, by way of the Robert Tisseran um, uh, Institute. He teaches all about essential oils. You can find a lot there. Um, or, uh, you know, as, geez, even as you are touching base with your suppliers, like ask questions of your suppliers, ask them about the, you know, can you uh, obtain a copy of the MSDS uh, for the oils that you're purchasing? Um, what can they tell you about contraindications? What can they tell you about the use of this particular essential oil on skin? Um, what can they tell you about dilution of that essential oil? Like these are questions that are legitimate questions that you should ask um, and can ask. And if they're unwilling to engage you in that sort of conversation, then I would suggest looking for a new supplier, period. Like 
this is uh, this is not something it's not a game and it's not something that you can um, kind of brush off because you know what? In the instance that someone has a reaction, they're not going to look at their at your supplier. They're going to look at you, period. And so um, you don't want to open yourself up to unnecessary liability when taking a little bit of time to educate yourself first um, could save you a whole world of hurt, you know. And like I said, again, ultimately, we want to make sure that we're taking care of our clients and keeping their well-being at the forefront of our minds. And that's it. That's what responsible entrepreneurs do. So that's me getting off of my soapbox. <laughs> um, so thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for listening to my rant. Um, but this is this is something that's very important. And it's something that I don't think is talked about enough, at least from uh, from a perspective of um, really it's it's low key like a call out to our industry like we have to do better um but at the same time it really is a reminder or if nothing else um you know a big hello be aware of this for those new artists who are coming in who perhaps did not have never been exposed to this um these types of ideals like i want to be sure that you are aware of this prior to going to working on clients because i want to see you win and part of that is making sure that you are um doing the right things to take care of um, to take care of your clients, of course, but then also to protect your business in the process. All right. So I will wrap this up for now and I'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. Are you an aspiring henna artist or henna enthusiast who has really big dreams about working with henna? Maybe you're struggling with sourcing quality henna paste or preparing it yourself is proving to be more challenging than you expected. Perhaps you're curious about what it takes to work as a henna artist professionally, or you think you might be ready to start taking clients, but you're just not sure where exactly to start. If so, I have a free on-demand training that I created just for you. It's called The 5 Biggest Mistakes New Henna Artists Make and How You Can Avoid Them. Inside of this training, I teach all of the foundational information you must know about henna before you ever take your first client. I also lay out the basics of what henna is and how it works so that you can get started confidently working with henna moving forward. I teach you some really insightful tips about how you can protect yourself and your budding business from the very beginning with a number of best practices, and I'll outline the five most common mistakes I see new and aspiring henna artists make so that you can get started without all of the hassle and the headache of falling into those traps. To register for the training and to watch it instantly on demand, you can visit hennapreneur.com slash biggest mistakes.